Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Good morning. Welcome to Save the Cowboy. Uh, Save the Cowboy is a sick pen for sinners, not a show ring for saints. You hear me say that all the time. We teach authentic Christianity through the legacy, artistry, and traditions of the working ranch cowboy. You do not have to be a cowboy to go to Save the Cowboy, but this is what we know. We think it's a great illustration of what it means to follow God, to ride for God, and His brand. So uh, if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to uh, James chapter 4. James chapter 4. So it's been a busy week. We were horseback nearly every single day. And uh, right before shipping, we, we had some calves to doctor uh, out at a buddy's place. And, and, you know, when they get up there to that 600, you know, 550, 600, 650 pound range, uh, they can get pretty squirrely. They can they can run pretty quick out there in the pasture. And and, and if you've never tried to rope a a six weight out in the pasture, it, it gets pretty ranchy pretty quick. And so you know, usually what we do is whenever we're doctoring, we go out there and we look for you know. Thank goodness we don't have a lot of ear in our cattle, like like the Bramer and stuff like that. That they're uh, these Angus cattle and Angus crosses. They're they'll. Uh, their ears will kind of hang low when they're starting to get sick. And so that's one of the signs. It's not the only thing we look for, but that's one of the things that we look for. And, you know, you, you ride up there and, and you spot one standing over there and, and they're just lethargic. You know, they, they kind of look like your kids when you ask your kids to do something. That They have that same type of look like, you know, they just, you know, one step at a time and... You know, so you pull your rope down and all of a sudden they feel better, right? So I'm going to start trying that on my kids, you know, take out the trash. I am going, you know, maybe if I just get butthead in there and get my rope down and get my horn knot on and tie on, maybe, maybe I can get them to do something. But uh, anyway, so I, so I went out and um, I'm riding through this, this bunch of cattle and, um, you know, when they're sick, you really don't want to run them real hard, you know, if, if you're a, if you're a super puncher like me, we don't miss, um, uh, very, very rarely do we miss, uh, if you've ever seen the, 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 the Lego Batman movie, there's this deal where he, where Batman's like behind this cage and he's throwing his little battering at a button trying to hit it. And he throws like 50 or a hundred of them. And finally he hits it and he turns and he goes, first try. That's the way we rope. We always catch on the first try, no matter how many loops it takes us. And so, uh, anyway, I'm riding out through there and I, and I spot this little calf and boy's old ears are down. You can just tell he's lethargic, you know, his eyes are closed and everything like, okay, man, this one, man, we need to temp him. And if you don't know how we temp them, ask somebody in your cowboy hat, they'll tell you. And so we've got a, a big thermometer. And, um, so anyway, I pull my rope down and I got my horn knot on and, I put it on there and I shake me out a loop and I start sneaking up on him like a, like a lion on a gazelle, right? Just here I go, get close, get close. And I know he's fixing to spot me at any time. So anyway, I thought, okay, here it is right here. And so I spurred old butthead and I took one loop and I mean, I NFR'd it like, you know, like 10th round winning the average just whew, 
right on him, jerked my slack, yelled out, Super Puncher! You know, bulled him back. And then the calf woke up because it was laying on the ground. And so, uh, but I just want to say, if you don't know, if you don't know, it's really hard to rope one asleep laying on the ground looking like cinnamon roll, okay? It's really hard to get a head loop on. See, that's the way I look at life. That's why my life is, 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 is funner than a lot of people's because that's the way I look at life. But the important thing is when you're going out to, to check cattle is to, uh, to be able to get close to them. I mean, I, I've been, I, I've helped out on some outfits that, uh, that you couldn't get close to their cattle, you know, maybe they come off of a wheat field or something like that. And, and, and if, if you don't go out and ride through them every day, they get pretty flighty. And, and when you do have to go doctor one, man, if you unload your horse out of the back of a trailer and the first thing they do is throw nines in their tails and they head for, you know, on the other side of the fence and everything, it's just counterproductive. So it's very important to be able to get close to cattle. It just makes it a lot easier when you're doctoring them and you're checking on them. And so I thought about that a lot, that, that I'm fortunate to, to work with a lot of good cowboys that, that can get close to their cattle. And if you don't know, there's about three, it's not an exhaustive list, but if you want to be able to get close to your cattle to, to doctor them and stuff, that there's a couple of things that you have to do. The first thing you do, you got to do, I've already said, you got to ride through them. Okay, you you got you got to ride through them. I, I love working with Ty and Robert and Gary and and some of these other cowboys because they know their cattle so well. It, it's kind of the equivalent of sitting beside somebody on a plane that's showing you pictures of their dog. They they tell you about every single cow. You know, you're riding along. Oh, that's a lot twenty four. You know, her grandmama was a was a blah blah blah. I got her down at the cow handfield, and you know, I raised that bull. I, they just know their cattle because they ride through them all the time. If you want to be able to get close to your cattle, I mean, if you, if you just kind of go out there and you pick up and look through a, through a set of binoculars to see if everything's okay, when you do have to go out there and do something horseback, it's going to be a lot harder to get it done. You know, a lot of, a lot of our cattle, I mean, you, you can ride up just, just nearly right on top of them. They'll just look at you, right? Well, until you pull your rope down, they know what that means. How do you get close to cattle? You gotta get you gotta get to know them. You gotta ride through them. You 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 gotta get them to trust you, okay? And 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 that trust comes from from riding through, you know. And and a lot of times we'll do stuff. Uh, we've actually even scored our cattle. And and you team ropers, I don't I don't think we have any in here, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, you know, you, you score cattle, you know, Hugh's here. He, he knows what I'm talking about. And so, uh, anyway, you, you, you just get your horse used to, to something coming out. Well, we'll score our cattle through the chute. A lot of times if we have the cattle in the pens, we'll run them through the chute without doing anything because we don't want them to get this negative connotation that something bad's going to happen every single time, uh, we get them in the chute. Because if the only time you ever get them in the chute is when you preg check them, they're going to have a kind of a negative connotation with that chute. And so you got to get your cattle where they, where they trust you, where they'll, where they'll do what you ask them to do. When we move them, we're really gentle on them, low, low stress. And the third thing, after you get, after you ride through them and you get them to trust you, 
You got to ride like you belong there. And, and, and that's kind of something that I've learned up here versus in Texas, because in Texas, you know, there was so much brush. You didn't even know a cow was there till you were right up on top of it. So whenever I got here, you know, I, I was always trying to sneak up on everything because that's kind of how you had to do it in, in Texas. But uh, out here, you know, they can see you coming from a mile off. And, and I was having a hard time getting stuff roped. And, and really, it was because I was kind of sneaking around there like I was a coyote or something. You know, if you've ever run across a coyote out in the pasture, you know, they're just always kind of slinking out across there, you know, keeping one eye on you. Just kind of make, not makes you nervous, but it makes things nervous when you just kind of slink around. You know, whenever I got up here and started uh, doctoring cattle with, you know, with Lee and Caleb and, and Ty and Gary and Robert and Jason and all these other guys, you know, man, they would just ride right up to them and just, whew, just put it on them. And, and if you start sneaking around, it makes them a little bit nervous. You got to ride in there like you belong there, like it ain't no big deal. But how do we get close to God? Because that's, that's more important than anything else is us being able to get close to God. And as I was around cattle all week, we were sorting, we were shipping, we were preg checking, we were doing all of this stuff. I thought of that the job is difficult, but it makes it so much easier, even when you're doing a difficult job, when you can get up close next to your cattle without there being a great big wreck. How do we get close to God? Well, I've actually already told you three ways. Number one, you got to get you got to get to know him. You got to ride with him. And in James chapter 4 verse 8, James, the brother of Jesus says, "Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-crossers." It actually says double-minded, but I think of double-crossers when I think of double-minded. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Man, if you want to get close to God, you got to get to know him. You've got to ride with him. Okay? To truly know a man, you must work with him and walk with him and ride with him. You know, I've, I've had the privilege of, of, of working uh, quite a bit with, with all the guys from the Silver Spur. And, and uh, there, there's some new guys out there that I don't know very well. And, and you really get to know a man whenever you ride with him and you work with him and, and you're working together and you're learning from each other and, and, and all of this. And the same thing applies with Jesus. If you want to get to know him, you've got to ride with him. You, you know, I think a lot of people have an intellectual knowledge. You know, they, they know that he was, you know, born of a virgin and that, that you know, that, that he died on a cross. And, and they know some other things about him. But just because you know a little bit about Jesus doesn't mean that you ride with him. Okay. A, a guy, I think is Kyle Edelman or something like that, wrote a book called Not a Fan. And he said that too, too often in today's Christianity that a lot of people know a lot of stuff about Jesus. They're great big fans of his, but they're not followers of his. You know, it's the difference in being a fan at a, at a, at a rock concert and being able just to be invited backstage because you're personal friends. We shouldn't be fans of Jesus. We should be followers of Jesus. We should be riding with him, doing things the way he says to do them, doing the job that he calls us to do. You've got to want the life that he offers. If you ride with him, you've got to want the life he offers and the rewards and the hard work it'll take to get it. It's no different than being a cowboy. I know a lot of people that really 
are fans of the cowboy way of life. And, and, and I like that. But if you truly want to get the benefit uh, of, of what it's like to be a cowboy, you, you gotta, you gotta be out there feeding and, and riding. And there's so many sacrifices that you have to make and everybody wants the life, but without the hard work that it takes to get it. But if you want to get close to God, you've got to get to know him. You've got to ride with him. The second thing that we have to do is we got to learn to trust him. We got to learn to trust him. In Psalm chapter 73, verse 28, you ain't got to go over there unless you go make a note of it or something. But it is good for me to draw near to God. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all of your works. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God. If you want to get close to God, man, you got to learn to trust him. And as I was sitting uh, preparing for this sermon, I, I was really, I don't want to say I was praying because it's not like I was, you know, dear Heavenly Father type, you know, praying and everything. I was just kind of being still and being quiet and, and, and trying to let God speak to me through his word. And I kind of had this illustration. I was like, what does it truly mean to trust in God? And, and this, this, is, this is what kind of went through my pea brain. It's like being on a jumbo jet liner going across the sky at 35,000, 36,000 feet and both engines explode. Both wings tear off and you're plummeting towards the ground and you look around and there's one parachute and the guy's wearing it. And that guy says, hey, I can save you, but you're going to have to jump out of this plane. You jump out and I'll jump out after you and I'll grab a hold of you and I'll pull the chute and I'll save you. That's what it means to trust in God. You got to have that level of trust because a lot of people believe in God. They believe that there was a Messiah. There was a man named Jesus, that there is a God created heavens and the earth and all of that stuff. But do you trust him with your life? Are you at that level where he can throw open that door and say, jump, I'll catch you. And you're going to jump out at 30,000 feet, trusting that he's going to follow you out. And grab a hold of you and pull that chute. That's what it means when we say to trust in God. That's exactly what is happening with your life right now. We're just so used to it. But from the time you were born, we're all headed towards that inevitable last ride that we will all make and we will all cross. Unless Jesus comes back, which we're really hoping for. But that's where our lives are headed. And God wants you to have that level of trust that he can throw the door open to your life and say, jump out and I'll follow you out and I'll catch you. Do we have that type of trust in God? The third way of how to get close to God is to act like you belong there. In Hebrews chapter four, verse 16 it says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help, it, help us when we need it most. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. You know, I, there, there's a buddy of mine that I went down to the state fair in Colorado. He used to work at a at a trailer place. And 
we were delivering a trailer. They had like a booth down there or something. And so I was riding with him. And uh, <laughs> a lot of you going to know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to mention Trevor's name. And so uh, anyway, we was riding down there and, and there we're walking around and he goes, oh my gosh, look at that. And I was like, what? And he's there's this big, nice, fancy show trailer. I mean, it, that, 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 that trailer, I think, cost more than every house that I've ever lived in combined. And it was hooked up to this big old brand new looking shiny Mac Peterbilt Kenworth Chevy pickup. I don't know what they're called. Anyway, it's a big truck. Big truck. Something that you have to have like CDLs to drive, right? And he's like, oh, man, that's that new such and such trailer. And boy, he, I mean, he's just spouting off schematics and everything. He's like, see, it's got this deal. And he's opening stuff up. And I'm like, dude, is this, do you know who owns this? I ain't got a clue. Look at this. And he's just going through there like he owned it. He looked around and I was gone. <laughs> you get shot for stuff like that in Texas. But that's just the way he is. I, I, I love going places with him, and, I, and I'm scared to death most of the time. If I've, if I've ever shot, it's probably because I'm with Trevor. He just walks in everywhere like he owns it. That's how we need to do with God. That's what that verse is saying. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and you will find grace to help us. We will find grace to help us when we need it most. You can't get close to God by, by, by slinking around like a coyote. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of us do that. A lot of us do that. We got to learn to be bold. I mean, think about this. Everybody has heard the Lord's Prayer, right? Now, Jesus said, when you pray, pray to God like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, Get, get this right here. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Boy, that's bold, isn't it? He's like, no, it, Jesus isn't praying like, well, Father, I mean, I know we're not really worthy of it, God. But, you know, if you could like, you know, maybe help us out a little bit. And, yeah. No, he's like, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Jesus prayed a bold prayer. And that's the kind of lives that we should be leading. But even in our faith, man, not just in our relationship with God, but our relationships with others. We're, we're worried about what everybody else is going to think. We're, we're kind of like coyote Christians. You know, we just kind of slink around. And, you know, if anybody asks us if we're Christians, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. But we don't go boldly through our lives. If we can't go boldly in our lives, can we go boldly to the throne of grace? If you want to get close to God, you've got to ride with him. If you want to get close to God, you've got to be able to trust him, not, not just with the, with the one specific prayer, but by your very life. Just like if you were going to jump out of an airplane and know that he's going to catch you. He's going to be right behind you. He's not going to let you hit that ground. And you've got to act like you belong there. The next time you go to God in prayer, be bold in your prayer. Jesus was bold when he went to the cross. We can at least be bold in our prayers. We can be bold in our lives. A lot of people, man, they, they, they want to get to know God, but boy, they just kind of stand in the back and, and uh, they're, they're a little bit wishy-washy, a little bit coyote. We don't need to be that. We need to be bold. 
If you need grace and mercy, you got to go to God and get it. You got to go to God and get it. But there's a fourth thing. And really, this is the most important. We must know that to get close to God, it has to be through his son. Jesus himself says this. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through the son. Man, if you don't know Jesus, you'll never get to God. You'll never get to him. And Jesus loved you so much that he died a humiliating and painful death on a cross to afford you the opportunity to walk boldly up to the very throne of God and be known by him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. If you feel like you've lost your way, if you, just, if you just feel like, you know, it, it's not that maybe something's wrong, but, but maybe there's something missing in your life. It's being near to God. And the only way to get near to God is through his son, Jesus Christ, to know that he died on that cross for each and every one of you. That he loves you with a love that is unending and everlasting. If you feel like you've lost your way, I'm telling you, man, Jesus is the answer. If you've been searching for the truth, Jesus is it. Man, we live in a world that is filled with lies and deception. And, and everything in this world is an attempt to pull you away from God. Some of them are, are, are big and, and we, can, we can name those things that, that pull us away from God. But there are so many other subtleties out there that attempt to draw our attention from the way and the truth. If you've been searching for the truth, something written in stone, something that will last forever, things that are eternal, not temporary, things that moth and rust and money cannot destroy, that money cannot buy, Jesus is it. And if you need a new life, you can only find it in Jesus. Paul says, for in Christ Jesus, we are a new creation created in Christ Jesus, a new creation. Because see, I know that there's a little part in each and every one of you. I know it. I can see it in your eyes. I can feel it in your souls right now that there's that part of you, man, that you've tried, you, that there's a, there's, a, there's a keyhole in your heart, man, and you have tried so many things. You know that what you're looking for is behind that door and you have tried every key available that the world has and none of them, all of them will go in, but none of them will unlock it. That new life is waiting for you on the other side of that door, but only Jesus can unlock it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through the son. If you want to get close to God, if you want to get right up there next to him, and I don't know why any of us wouldn't want that. He is the source of everything we want. He is the source of everything we need. He is the source of a life 
without end, without pain, without suffering, without jealousy, without jobs, at least jobs down like we have down here. What you're looking for, Jesus is the answer. Let's don't leave here today without getting right up close to him. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we come with our hat in hand and knees bent to your throne in order to ask you for grace, mercy, and forgiveness. God, we want to swap our brand for yours and ride for it. We know that there's a new life waiting on those that call on your son as Lord and Savior. And God, if, if, if there's a cowboy or cowgirl out there that's, that's, that's never asked you to save them, that's, that's never been willing to take that jump out of that plane and, and trusting in God that he's going to catch us. God, I ask them to do that right now, to call on you as Lord and Savior. God, let us lay our old lives down and pick up our new one and leave today changed. Leave today alive for the first time and leave here also forgiven. And that is only possible through your son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.